Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, and to the ages of ages. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, parents, dear children in Christ, I've heard a story recently about an Orthodox monk traveling in a train in which in the same compartment as he was traveling, there was a, a college professor. And they were observing one another keenly. Of course, an Orthodox monk will be in his attire, wearing black cassock and a cross and such. And this professor was keenly observing this monk. And this professor asked him, so it seems like you're a religious person. What is your background? Who are you? Who are you? What are you? And then he explained who he was, and then the professor started to mock him. The professor started to mock him by saying, you know, this religion and spirituality and prayer and all that stuff are actually people who are really dumb. People who are smart, people who are intelligent, people who actually have some scruples in the head would not believe in such things. But this monk, being a humble monk, did not respond back. He just smiled. He did not say anything. Few hours into the train ride, the professor, out of his pocket, takes out a cigar and began to smoke his cigar. And then the monk kindly asked him, Professor, why do you smoke? And the professor smiled and said, There's no reason, I just, I just smoke. That's what I've been doing since I was a childhood. And the monk said, well, you know, that's not really a reason. Why do you smoke? And then the professor said, I know uh, since I was a child, I had friends who smoked, and it's a habit that I had, and you know, even my other professors smoke, and you know, it's just, I don't think about it, I just do it. And then the monk said, you still don't have a reason why you smoke. And then that really shaped his mind. A professor who knows a lot, who's well-read, who is smart, intelligent, did not have a simple answer to a question that was asked by a monk regarding one of his habits. Brothers and sisters in Christ, it's very easy to have certain things in our life, habits, certain behaviors, the way that we talk, the way that who we are, without even realizing where it came from and why we do it. It could be something simple like, for example, before you go to work, you may religiously stop by a coffee place and get coffee. You may ask yourself, why do you get it? You probably don't even ask this question. Before you feel that before you start work, you have to have a cup of coffee. But when you really ask the question, do you really need that coffee? Do you really need that caffeine? Do you really need that? When you begin to analyze every aspect of your life, when it comes to the needs and wants in our life, guaranteed, more than 50% of the things that we have in our life, we don't need. We don't really need. We condition ourselves we rationalize in our mind saying that I need these things to survive. I need these things and I want these things and we hold on to it. And what I want to bring to your attention is can church and church attendance and spirituality be part just like that? Yes, it can. This morning, when you woke up this morning to come to church, what was going through your mind? Oh, I gotta go to church because I gotta bring the kids to Sunday school. There is an iconography workshop happening. After church, I have to you know, uh, catch up on the news that happened this past week, perhaps catch up on sports with my friends. What is the reasoning behind you waking up coming to this morning to church? Is it just like, oh, I go to work,
before work, I stop by and get a coffee. Sunday morning, the first thing I gotta do, I gotta go to church. Is it part of our habit? Do we stop and think why we do what we do? Because the church teaches us very clearly and very simply the reason why we come to church. It is actually in the promions and sadros of evening prayers, Sliba Namaskar. If you look at the promions and sadros, it says this, God, we offer incense to you, not because you need incense, but through the incense that we offer, we may be able to experience you. We may be able to experience you and worship you appropriately. So we have to ask ourselves, do we come to church for God? Or do we come to church for ourselves? Or is it both? What is the reasoning why we come to church? Because the church teaches your coming to church should be only one reason, which is to worship the one God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Every other reason is secondary. Every other reason is secondary. It is to be deified. It is to be in communion with God. It is to worship God so that we may become like Him. That we can commune with Him. That we can have an intimate relationship with Him. That we can experience His love. Every morning when we come to church, is that in our mind? Is that even, even, even near our mind? Is that something that we think about? When we wake up in the morning, today is the day I get to commune with God. If you begin to wake up every Sunday morning and say that to yourself, today is the day that I actually get to commune with God, your entire uh, preparation for church begins to change. Entire preparation begins to change. I know parents, for example, in my own church say, I'm getting up in the morning, it is such so difficult, especially getting ready with the kids and you know, uh, something goes wrong and blah, 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 all these things. But if you were to stop and think that I am going to commune with God, that I'm going to be intimately close, close as I can, even the angels cannot experience, I can experience this on Sunday morning, then how we see church, how we see worship begins to change. Today's gospel reading, it's very easy to see Christ as a miracle worker. You know, oh, people were there, this many people were there, there was no food, and then all of a sudden, God the miracle worker gave them food, right? Perhaps that is the reason why. God as a miracle worker. God, if, if I don't worship him, he's not giving me what I want. He's not gonna beat me. He's gonna get, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sick, or I'm gonna be fired from my job, or oh, this is gonna happen to me, that's gonna happen to me, that's why I come to church, right? Wrong. In fact, Christ actually looks at the disciples and says, you're not following me because you're genuinely wanting to have a relationship with me. You're following me because why? Because you get to eat all the time. When I'm around, you're not hungry. You're fed. You don't have to worry about anything about sustenance. And God actually criticizes that and says, don't follow me because you're sustained by me. Follow me because you genuinely want to have a relationship with me. So are you following Christ? Just like those disciples who wanted to be fed all the time, to be sustained, so that your life may be secure and comfortable? Or are you genuinely wanting to have a relationship with God? Because if you genuinely want to have a relationship with God, you will let go of certain things. You will let go of your morning sleep. You will be patient with your loved ones when you are getting ready for church. You will be wanting to make sure that you are arriving at church on time to commune Christ. We will change our behaviors and our actions. So today, Christ is asking you, 
What is it that's in your behavior, in your life, that you need to stop and reflect and ask yourself, why do you do what you do? Why are you doing this? Is there any reason why you have this habit? Is there any habit that you have, that, any reason why you have this behavior? And we may be saying, you know, it's so easy to say, oh, you know, it's just part of my life. This is who I am. I can't change. This is who I am. I've oftentimes heard that. Many people say, this is who I am. I can't change. See, we come to church to change those very things that we have difficulty changing. We come to church saying, God, I have difficulty with this. I want to change this aspect of my life. By communing through Him, through Christ, He begins to be part of us and He begins to transform our hearts. He begins to transform our hard-heartedness. He begins to transform our thoughts, our behaviors, our desires, our entire life. So let us come before God. Let us let go of the things that we need to let go and embrace Him genuinely so we can have a communion, a strong relationship with God so that we may grow as a community, as a family, as a church for the glory of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and forever, to the ages of ages.